Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barber, and today I'm going to let you in a little sliver of some of the stuff that's perplexing me currently. I'm reflecting very heavily on television. In particular, what role does television play in the present and the future? I've started to do this because I'm reading periodically the writings of folks that I have read previously that look at television as being a highly addictive and brain-damaging drug. And honestly, in large part, I'm sympathetic to that. The question is then big, what happens after television? And this is where it gets very curious. Clearly, I'm an active proponent for people to create their own media, to start talking to a broader public in ways like this, but also through things like YouTube and a variety of other styles that enable self-expression in a very raw way to communicate with a variety of different people. A lot of the writing associated with television, a lot of the literature particularly associated with how it damages children, also talks about computing. And this is where, unfortunately, for most of this discussion, I have to part ways with the people that write against television. My perspective on computing is it's one of the rare opportunities, like, for example, this podcast, where you could put your ideas out through a medium, which, although it is controlled by some corporations, enables you to communicate with vastly more folk. And here I'm talking about writing software primarily, but also I'm talking about how you actively consume media. And I think that's very important, and it probably needs to be taught to children as much as teaching mathematics and reading and sciences and these kind of things, that the creation and the control of ideas and the free-flowing nature of ideas through the internet is something that means that computing is considerably different than just passively watching television. Sadly, however, most of the ways in which children currently consume computing is relatively passive and relatively organised around them being stationary and focused and all this kind of stuff. And here is my concern. I work for Netflix. Netflix produces a small amount of content but provides vastly more content. And I would hope that the parents of children that watch Netflix encourage the children to watch a variety of content, get a sense of particular interests, particular things, and then basically enable the children to archive and prune their content in such a way that they are ultimately representing themselves and, in fact, using it similar, in some regard, to independent reading, just an independent way of consuming a variety of different ideas. But through this also, I'm appreciative that there's a kind of conservative element amongst parents that don't necessarily want to put DMT, the spirit molecule, in front of their three-year-old. And in this light, I'm concerned about this kind of technology being used as a means of reinforcement of a variety of ideas. I've talked quite critically with people associated with getting contact and exposure to other things. As a child, I lived in a very confined environment. I did read books. I did kind of generate interests through my reading. But it wasn't until I had access to Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and rap music, and to a lesser extent, Diet Coke, that I realised how completely cloistered my childhood had been, and that I needed to look very broadly at a variety of other sources of intellectual endeavour in order to make myself feel whole. And in this light, I hope children are doing this with the media that they currently have open to them. What concerns me here is the zombification of children, putting children in front of a passive box that provides them with stuff constantly, but doesn't actually engage them and certainly doesn't enable them to go out and produce content. And this here is, is a concern, a direct concern that I have 
that I might actually, in my professional life, be propagating things that could fundamentally do damage. This concern has gone through my entire professional career. I've never had real job stability in careers that didn't have these kind of ethical concerns. And I started to wonder if ethical concerns of varying sizes are just part of everything one does professionally. One just needs to meter it with producing one's own independent content and pointing others in the direction of independent content wherever possible, making them think and explore and agree and disagree and have some degree of cognitive discourse. My perspective in somewhat nihilistic forms is that the book is a dead thing and that what people now view through documentaries and these kind of things in visual audio media is where it's at for the future. This is going to be an ongoing topic in short fuck. I'm still trying to frame it in my own thinking, but I'll be delivering it to you in bite-sized chunks. Tom Barbalay in San Jose, signing out.